Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Surrender Podcast. My name is Jason, I'm your host, and we are looking at generosity this week. And one of the things I really want us to look at um, is not just be about being generous with money and physical things, but grace and mercy on top of that too. So we are going to start out with the second part of the Infinite in Prayer, um, which is a great discipleship program, but... So the second part is generosity, and the motion for this is holding your hands open in front of you, um, almost as like looking for something. Um, and it says, I choose to hold my hands out as it's open as a symbol of generosity. What I have is not mine. I am only a steward of all that you have given me. I want to mirror the way that you have, you opened your hand to us and lavished your love and life upon us. I want to live an open-handed life in a closed-fisted culture. And there's a lot to unpack in this this short verse, but we have to remember that we the, the one of the best things is we have to remember we're stewards of what God has given us. And I think that sometimes is hard for us to remember that we are just that we're stewards of what God gives us. We're not that's not ours, it's God's. Um even in Genesis he tells Adam and Eve they're responsible for maintaining the earth. In the garden, so even in the beginning, our responsibility was to be stewards and help maintain what's 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 been given to us. And I think the last line in this is probably one of the more important ones today. And it's I want to live an open-handed life in a closed-fisted culture. We live in a culture that is so me, me, me cancel it if I don't like it I'm ready to fight I'm ready to stand for what I believe in but we are so hard when our hearts are so hard when it comes to listening and and really learning what other cultures people beliefs are going on in their lives right now and this is a big part of the Christian culture in fact Paul's probably one of the best examples because throughout the all of Paul's letters whenever he goes somewhere he talks to the people but he meets them where they're at he talks to them in in terms in slang that they would have understand in their language and as christians today and as a youth pastor i think one of the things that we need to learn is to just sometimes just shut up and listen to what people are saying and actively listen like ask questions to reinforce what they're saying and make sure we're understanding their point of view before we just go to scripture and tell them what scripture says. Because, well, yes, we need to tell them what scripture says. Sometimes people just need a shoulder to, or an ear to listen for somebody to listen to them or a shoulder to cry on. And that's just as impactful, I think, as any other part of the Christian faith. But part of generosity, of course, is, you know, we look at tithing and giving and um that stuff you know you know giving our physical things giving our time tithing to the church um giving to nonprofits, helping the homeless and all those things are great but i really want to focus on about four verses today in second corinthians 8 uh, verses 1 through 5 and I really want us to focus on that that need not necessarily to physically give something, but maybe to 
show that grace and mercy that we're supposed to give as Christians. And 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 5 says this. It says, We want to know, we want you to know, brothers, about the grace God has given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and, ex and their extreme poverty has overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of saints. And this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. And, and this is Paul writing, and he does this that we talked about giving according to your means. <clears throat> And he's talking about the churches being in, in a state of affliction or a state of trouble and a test. And I read a, I was reading a book, Dirty God, and there's a chapter and it says, what if God wants you to fail the test? And instantly my mind went to, well, Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but prosper you. But I don't think when, when he's writing this book he's not talking about on this book the author is not talking about God wanting you to fail to harm you but he's he's teaching you something and I think it's the same thing that's going on with these churches in Corinth you know Paul's talking about there's a severe test of affliction right and they're yet they're still giving they're still doing things they're still showing mercy they're still in the community helping out they're still doing what we're supposed to right they're still spending time with god and giving god his time first and then giving to the brothers and sisters right but they're still giving to brothers and sisters and this is where the modern church i feel struggles the most is we're good at spending time with god we are always preaching about spend time with god take your time with god take your time with god take your time with god but when do we get off the sidelines when are we getting to a point where we're no longer on those sidelines and we're not looking for um, we're looking to do and not just teach and I think that's a big thing that we need to think about is when do we need when are we teaching what are we teaching? But when are we getting off the sidelines? For me, that's a big part. And I've tried to incorporate it into my youth group as much as I can. Um, but it's not always easy to do. It's not always easy to get off the sidelines. It's not always easy to um, get to a point where we can... be helping people spend the time with people that we need to and I think today right now reading that verses giving out of the, giving what they can right you're not giving outside of your means you're not giving money if you don't have money right 
because part of being a good steward, which is part of our opening prayer, is being a is maintaining that. Like if you don't have money, don't go into debt, because then you become a slave to whoever you're in debt to, and we shouldn't be a slave to anybody. So, if we look at just that spot, if we're being good stewards, if we don't have money, we're not tithing. Right? But that doesn't mean you can't give in another way. You can't be generous in another way. So, if you don't have the, the, the monetary means, well, what are your spiritual gifts? Where are you good at? Are you good at administration? Maybe you can help your church out with administration. Maybe you can help your organization out of a, a community organization with the administrative paperwork and helping them get that straight. Are you good at teaching? Are you like, where are your strengths? And there's great spiritual gift tests all over the internet. Um, I do them every once in a while just to see where mine line up because when you take them, you tend to focus on ones you don't need to work on, right? You, you get these low scores ones and those are ones you focus on. Well, you take them six months later, they change. And we have to go back and rework those. And that's fine, right? Like our spiritual gifts, we they don't you don't lose them, but one might you may focus on one on the other and that one that was really good may have slipped a little bit and that's that's that is what it is. But what I really want you guys to think about is think about being a steward, think about what that means. Given not giving beyond your means. Spend time giving that um, be in the ear for somebody to listen to a shoulder to cry on um, I say giving a hug to somebody <laughs> given our current times that's, that's not a possibility right um, but unless it's somebody in your household um, you know and one of the big things that's come up lately is, is uh, talks of the LGBTQ community inside the church and and how the church is reacting to that. And I read a blog post about this. And this was, it was an amazing blog post. And it had everything to do with what we are talking about right now. And it has everything to do with listening and being, being generous with our grace and our mercy. And the guy that wrote this is a youth pastor. Um, it's on the D Donald Youth Ministry blog. Um, and it's a guest post. And it's about little Nussex and his his shoe that he just came out with. And his news video and how we shouldn't be, shouldn't be shocked by it. But I think most Christians would be offended by this. And I don't think that's a, a bad thing. I just, we need to think about how we're doing this. And... But to remind ourselves that God's the only one that can actually judge people. We don't have that. That we can't judge people, right? Like we've all been in a bad space. Jesus says when he's talking to the tax collectors and the Pharisees that question him about it, he says he came for the sick. You know, if you're healthy, you don't need to go to the doctor. If you're in good shape, you don't need to, you know. So if Jesus is going to came for the sick 
That's what the church is supposed to be. The church is supposed to be a hospital. Um, but there's a quote I want to read in here. And I think this is true regardless. And he's talking about Lil Nas X and his issue and, and how the church had hurt him and burned him because of him coming out as gay. And he says, what we see today is a response to the wounds that happened in the past. I want to be clear. I'm in no way condoning his shoes or his music video. But what he wants is to learn from this, right? As, as followers of Jesus, we should always be learning. As leaders in the church, as followers of the church, as a congregation in the church, we should always be willing to learn. And we should always be seeking opportunities to learn, right? So here's a couple of thoughts he had is are we actually having real conversations this is generosity and the fact that are you listening to a different perspective are you listening to another person's voice are you asking questions to learn why they're at where they're at and what happened he says this author says uh we as church should not shy away from having these tough conversations, especially with our students, but we need to create safe environments and spaces where students can share openly and freely and not face rebuke in return. And that goes back to listening and, and wanting to understand where people are from and where their points are coming across and, and where they're coming from. And that's something that we need to work on as a whole church altogether. I completely agree with that one. The last part of this that I really want to talk about was extending both grace and truth, right? So there's no doubt that when it comes to the talk of the LGBT community in the church, the church has screwed up this conversation. I didn't grow up to church. I didn't go to church growing up. But there's no doubt that we can see the church drop, drop the ball on this one, right? John chapter 1 says Jesus came for both grace and truth. I think that's pretty obvious when you read it. And anybody that's coming through us for help in the church, whether it's to a congregation member, a pastor, a youth pastor, um, a friend, whoever it is, should, if we're a member of the church, you're a true follower of Jesus, you should always be willing to listen and, ex and extend this grace and truth, right? should always be willing to ask and, and get them help. If somebody comes to you and tells you something that's both, you're not sure how to deal with, talk to your senior pastor. If you're a youth pastor, talk to the senior pastor. If you're a teen and your friend comes up to you and says, hey, my friend's going through this, let's talk and figure out what's going on. right? But we have to be willing to listen. And right now we're living in a time where I think our, especially students and teenagers and, and young adults should be experiencing this more than any other time, right? Now, it doesn't mean we have to condone a specific act or a specific behavior or any of that. But it does have to look at Jesus feeding the 5,000 and having compassion on them when the disciples told him to go away and he said, feed them. They went away to go get some alone time so they could be together and have fellowship 
and yet the crowd followed him. And instead of sending them away, Jesus said, feed them. That's, that's where the church needs to be right now. That's what generosity looks like. That's what being generous with grace and truth and mercy is. As it's not sending somebody away because we don't want them around because they're different or because we don't agree with a certain behavior they have or or lifestyle. Instead, we should be showing them the stuff and we should be feeding them the gospel. But we need to be actively listening to them so we know how to feed the gospel message to them. And that's where, if we can work on that, the church can make huge strides. So I want you to ask yourself over the next next little while, the next week, month, whatever it is, continually every day, write it on a note, notepad somewhere. Who is somebody that you've been generous with? How have you been generous? And not monetarily. But how have you been generous showing grace and truth and mercy to somebody? Where is that at in your life? How has that worked out for you? And that's what I want us to really think about is where are we at when it comes to sharing that stuff? Because if we can show the grace, the truth, the mercy, and we're generous with showing it, we'll be amazed at what happens in the church. And we'll see amazing growth in the church. And we'll we'll see the perspective of the church change and how Christians are if we can just swallow our own pride. And part of being generous with this stuff is being humble about it. It's swallowing our own pride. And it's stopping to listen to get a different perspective. We should take a lesson from what Jesus did and showing compassion to the taxpayer, to the 5,000 when they came out and, and feeding into them and listening to them. We should take a lesson from Paul when he goes to these different churches in different countries and, and he talks to the people in those countries but he listens to them before he talks. He uses their their slang, their verbiage, their language to get the message across because he, he took the time to build the relationships and know them. Jesus took the time to build the relationships. Took the time to get to know people. That's what we need to do as a church. We need to take the time to get to know the people we're trying to send we're trying to spread the gospel message to. And we can't effectively do that if we're not being generous enough with our time, with grace, with mercy, with truth, to listen to what they're saying. Because if we don't understand how to talk to them, we can't, regardless of our intentions are, we're not going to be able to get through to them. We can pray with them, pray for them, we can love with them, we can, we can hope that and we can ask God to intervene on their behalf, but we still need to take the time to listen. And that's the challenge for for however long 
write it down. Who have I listened to today? What, what's a new perspective I've learned about today? So I'm going to close this out in a prayer. And then I will see you guys next week with a new podcast. And next week we'll be talking about mission and, and stuff like that. So Father God, thank you for a great conversation. Thank you for the ability to us be generous with our grace and our mercy and, and Paul's words to be generous within our means. And the example of Jesus showed of the 5,000, the generosity that he showed to them and the compassion he showed. And that generosity doesn't just have to be a monetary or a physical thing, but it can just be a compassionate thing. It can be a patience thing, a love thing, a truth thing. I just ask that whoever's listening to this, that you challenge us to get outside of our comfort zones, that you you show give us opportunities to practice this generosity where we can learn and listen in order to help help your people the best, help your children the best way we can. In your name, amen.